And here we go, folks. We're back with Inside Middle Tennessee. Am I getting a little reverberation on, on here, Terry, on mine? Maybe I had not. to take them off last week. I got gotcha. you. I'm going to have to take these off. I got you. Well, I'll knock it down. But anyway, <laughs> I'm glad to be back. I want to thank Sarah for filling in for me last week. I know it was probably a much better show as a result. <laughs> we had a good time. Oh, we always have we a good time. We always have a good time. That's right. You know, That's required. And, and that is uh, Sheila Hickman, who is actually here on time. She today. is not tardy. Not tardy. I running. did wonderfully well. Not I looked tardy. at the clock and I said, I can leave now. Yeah. So we got a full house today. I'm Jim Ross. Uh, we've got Terry Wilcox on the board. Hey. We've got Representative Scott Sapicki. Good morning, everybody. We've got Colonel Coach James Dickinson. <laughs> Go dogs! You know? That's right. A, a coach of an undefeated football team this year, by the way. We hope yeah. that's going to rub well, off on the that's good vibrations to carry to Columbia Academy. Yeah, most well, definitely. Well, Columbia uh, Central. Yeah. yeah. Later, later on. But breaking news, uh, the Withorn Tiger basketball team lost their first game last night. Oh. Mm. 43-38, something like that. Wow. Well, they're missing a couple of starters, I they think. Are. They are. Jamari Brown broke his foot, and, and uh, the Hall kid sprung his wrist, and uh, there was down a couple guys, a heck of a game. But uh, It looks like it was season. packed when we passed Withorn yeah, last, last night. Yeah, and they're playing tonight, too. Sure. You know, a girls' game begins at 6. And finishing all off, we do have the dynamic duo here today <laughs> with Sheila Hickman and Sarah Elizabeth Hickman McLeod. You know, so is that like Batman and Robin? Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Mama used to say, "If you get one Hickman, you get all three. And now is it? It's all four now. Now, yeah. well, it's five with Ellie Grace. Yeah, it's so. Um, it's like a box of chocolate. You never know what you're no, going to get. No, right. you don't know who's going to. But whatever's going on, somehow or another, we all wind up having a hand in it. But that was. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a nice way to put that. That is. That is. <laughs> we all, in other words, that's just a nice way of saying we all meddle in each other's business. We do. We well, when uh, Bill Wade, he's passed away now, but he was on the board when Sarah Elizabeth was working at Sam Davis home, and they were having some kind of to-do up there. We had the Easter egg hunt up there. I thought that was a fall something. Oh, no, that was Days on the Farm. Days on the Farm. Well, we took the lawnmower up there. We took a horse up there. I don't know what else we took up there. And Bill Wade said, we hired the whole family, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah, you did. Well, folks, it's fall. There's a lot of stuff kind of going on. Yes. I, I know. Every, the Christmas spirit is You know, uh, Scott, you were telling us something that Columbia Academy's got going on. There's yeah. One, I think that's pretty cool. And then, yeah, there's the uh, canned food drive today. If you have, any, if you have a chance uh, before 1 o'clock to get over to Columbia Academy, the old gym, Lovell Gym, if you go in there and look down at the, the gym floor, uh, they've raised uh, s- uh, sixty thousand can can goods. Good lord! And each class from middle school to high school has a portion of the gym floor that they put a design and something about uh, uh, c- combating hunger. Mm-hmm. Really cool thing. I'm going to go over at one o'clock and uh, and give them the old thumbs up and way to go. But uh, it's it shows once again the generosity of our community of how we respond. We we talked about it yesterday on three dudes in a view with some people that I'm working with about helping women and children who are homeless and getting their lives back in order. This food is going to go to serve people in our community. And folks, it's not only homeless people that's going to serve. This is, this is people that have homes that are one paycheck away from losing it all. 
And yeah. so just congratulations on this. They do this every year. I can't believe they get more every year, but every year more people donate to this. It's And think of the cost of the cans is going up, right? Oh, yeah. yes. And so to do what they're able to do and keep breaking the record on the number of cans with the cost of the cans going up, just tremendous work. Well, you start thinking about it, Scott. If, if each can is worth a, a dollar, which I'm sure a lot of them are worth more than that, you're talking about anywhere from sixty to $80,000. Well, when you start looking back at, let's say, in 2015, right, uh, a can might be $0.85, cents, yeah. $0.80, cents, and now it's over a dollar. I remember when you can get cans of corn for $0.25, cents, right? <laughs> I mean, so so the, money, the money doesn't go as far. No. So unable to break the record, you have to have more people donating. Yeah. It just, yeah. It just once again, it just shows about our community. Right? Yeah. And that's why people want to live in Murray County is because of the people that are here. So. Well, yeah, hats off to the students. Though. Students do a great job going out and getting canned goods. Yes. Oh, and yeah. not only canned goods, they get a lot of uh, cash Donate, donations. donations for this yeah, that, yeah. I think that's what we do at church. I think uh, we, have we have some students, some students there. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we usually just give money and, and they can them. buy more, more than we can. More. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there is something else going on at Columbia Academy tonight, uh, and then there were and then there were four. There's two things, two things going on tonight that's, at Columbia yeah, Academy. That's true. That's true. Good. Uh, well, tonight uh, the semifinal matchup. The Bulldogs did take care of business last last week against uh, Jackson Christian, forty-eight uh, forty-one. Um, it, it sounds closer than it probably was. Uh, Columbia Academy was in was in control from from the, from the from the get go, and just just. Um, Put up enough points to score to win. That's all it is. Win in advance. Fun yeah. game. Great game to watch. Uh, uh, Clayton and uh, ninety points were Taft scored. Right. Clayton and Ta- yeah, Clayton and Taft did a great job. Uh, we played really sloppy on defense. A lot of penalties. We had eleven penalties that kept a lot of drives uh, alive for Jackson Christian. So looking to clean that up tonight against who? Our arch rivals from Middle Tennessee Christian are coming back into Columbia. They uh, Rutherford County. Yep, we played them the first game of the year. Lost in quadruple overtime. Had a chance with an extra point to beat them in regulation. Had a chance in the first overtime with an extra point to beat them, and had a chance by kicking a field goal in second overtime to beat them. So, and we had five turnovers that game. Uh, everybody's picking Middle Tennessee Christian. And so uh, Columbia Academy is going to be the underdog, and I, I I like being the underdog. No kidding. And uh, uh, kickoff is at 7, but we're broadcasting that tonight. And we broadcast on this station right here, 101.7, starting at, I believe, 645. We'll, well Scott, I'll tell you this right here. I don't know who's picking Middle Tennessee Christian, but I'm picking Columbia Academy. Columbia Academy's hitting wild settlers. Only thing you can fault Columbia Academy by, what I've seen, was a kicker. Yeah. But other than that, the Columbia Academy is pretty solid. And it is home field. It is. Home field. And that definitely gives you an advantage. If, if the boys will go out today and play, just play their game, right, and, and, and eliminate all these these silly penalties, I think we'll have a very good outcome for, for the Bulldogs. And then we'll be talking about going to Chattanooga. And, and that's what their hope is. And we, we're, we're witnessing history right here, too. If we can win this game tonight, this will be the first time ever Columbia Academy played in the state well, we championship want football them game. Yes. go. So kickoffs at seven. Uh, they are having a chili meal. You, right. can, you, can, you can get a chili supper tonight before the game. Um, get there early. It's a whiteout tonight, so wear white. And let's see if we can uh, urge these boys across the finish line and bring a potential state championship to Murray County once again. Exciting, exciting news here in Middle Tennessee. Great stuff. Yeah. There are some other games locally going around. Giles County will go to Meigs County. 
Marshall Marshall County has a tough one up at Pearl Cone. Ravenwood and Brentwood are playing, and Centennial Page. That'll be a big game. Yeah, that'll be a big game. The the other side of our bracket is Nashville Christian will be at Friendship Christian in the other semifinal. Uh, If by chance we are fortunate enough to win tonight, then November 30th would be the state championship game for the Bulldogs. Now, have you played both of those teams? We played played everybody left. Okay. Uh, We lost to Friendship Christian. It was... <laughs> 105 degrees. Yeah, we had most of our team going both ways. We had three of our starters were out that game. We were up 21 to six late in the third, and ended up losing the game. Just ran out of gas. Yeah, uh, we beat Nashville Christian, like I said about Middle Tennessee Christian. But this is this is the team that got away from us, and this is the one the boys want back. And I, I can't see a better fitting way to end Middle Tennessee Christian season is by getting a loss to the Bulldogs, avenging that loss. So, right. If they get a win, when is the state championship? November thirtieth. So and it's, it's, it's a week it's after week after yeah, two Thanksgiving. Two weeks. Yeah, well, that'll give you enough time to kind of heal some bumps and bruises and, the, the, and get the, back up to speed. The good part about it is, right now, we're almost operating at a hundred percent. Oh, that's good. This uh, we time got of we year. got one kid that's 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 uh, down a little bit, but but we've got the okay. He's supposed to be be ready to go tonight. So, um, you know, we're, we're coming into this game at 100%. They're coming into the game at 100%. And uh, let me tell you, it's going to be physical. If you want to see a hard football game, come out to West 7th tonight. You'll see it. Don't they got a big lineman recruited heavily? They do. They've got a, a – uh, a, He's a little guy. Ja- <laughs> Jake, Jacob Perry, I think. Perry, I, Jake, yeah. Something like that. He's a, he's a signee at UT. He plays tight end, but he's a tackle. Uh, in the first game we played them, uh, Gabriel went up against him the whole game and did okay. He just he's outweighed by a hundred pounds. Well, we got a little surprise for him tonight. Go put Daniel on him. We got a little surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so, a little surprise. He don't outweigh Daniel by a hundred pounds. So uh, it could, <laughs> and, and it's going to be very interesting. So looking forward to a great football game. Get out there, be loud, support these kids, and let's see if we can just will them across the finish line. One more time. Is the station covering the game? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. What time is all that going on, T. Will? Six forty-five tonight on one hundred one point seven. Tune in. Uh, we'll have uh, Clayton Harris and Taft Ayers will be on the call again. And about three blocks over tonight, uh, Carver Smith yeah. plays uh, a basketball game at Central tonight. You know, it's gonna be a big night there <laughs> too. Big uh, and then there is some college football going on. We are in the throes of the fo- of wrapping up the regular season here. Um, not a lot on the schedule with, with Division One ma- or uh, top twenty-five matchups. Kansas State will travel to Kansas. That's a big, big game there. Uh, Arizona will will host Utah, t- uh, top twenty-five matchup, uh, and then uh, Washington, number five Washington at number eleven Oregon State. Be careful there, Huskies. And then the one we'll all be watching: uh, Georgia at Tennessee. Uh, we know what happened last week at Missouri. Uh, was rather embarrassing. I think that was a little payback. Uh, we were on a football visit last year at at Knoxville when they hung sixty four on on Missouri and scored late in the game, and that did not make Missouri happy. And I think they took a little revenge out on our volunteers. <laughs> last did y'all know Dolly Parton's going to be at the game? Dolly Parton, yeah. Miss uh, the First Lady of Tennessee, <laughs> yeah, will be uh, uh, will be at Neyland. Um, I'll bet you she sings. Well, sure. and they asked. Um, the baseball coach. The baseball coach. Tony Vitello. Yeah. And then um, they were interviewing C- Coach Heupel and the Georgia coach, uh-huh. which I don't know his name and I apologize. Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart. Sorry. It's okay. I'm it's trying right. to keep okay. up with sports it's with y'all. Okay. But anyway, they at the newspaper reporter asked Coach Heupel if um, 
if it was going to be intimidating or something like that to have Dolly there. And he goes, well, it'll be a good thing. And maybe she'll be our good luck charm or something like yeah. that. So, Well, the other thing that Tony Botello said that was really funny, they asked him about uh, something about Taylor Swift. He Kansas said, City. Yeah, he, he said that Kansas City can have Taylor Swift. We'll take Dolly Parton. Yeah. Of course. You know? She belongs so, to us. <laughs> so the uh, Georgia Bulldogs will come in to kneeling, mm-hmm. uh, and they will be playing number 18, Tennessee. Tennessee needs – Got to figure out a way uh, to stay relevant. They got to figure out a way to win this game somehow. Dolly's got to do something, distract the players somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I but, bet you she has sparkles that are orange and white. All yeah. up. I mean, I'll, and I'll bet you they're big sparkles and big sparkles, <laughs> nice, nice, big pom poms. And, and hopefully, <laughs> being young college men, Dolly will give us the advantage we need. <laughs> and the band we're playing when Johnny comes marching home again. Hurrah! hurrah. <laughs> But, uh, it'll be it'll be an electric atmosphere. Oh you know, yes, electric. we oh, can't yes. forget though. Uh, Chattanooga traveling to Tuscaloosa tomorrow. Tuscaloosa first scrimmage. Oh. Chattanooga first scrimmage against. Uh, <laughs> against uh, <laughs> against uh, <laughs> now, now it's funny. I looked at the SEC schedule and about there's about four or five cupcake. Scrim- we call them scrimmages. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess it must all be homecoming. I don't know why they're well, this late. Well, season. who does Alabama play next week, Coach? Auburn. Auburn. So in, in Auburn. That. So Alabama gets the cupcake before they play Auburn. you got to say well, smart, if you, if very smart. If you play smart. in the SEC, you need a cupcake very smart. every once in a while to very get regrouped. Smart. Coach, you've got to say it like, you gotta say it like Shug Jordan did. Auburn. Auburn. The loveliest place on the plains. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we, we watched – some kind of football game in Tampa Bay last week and on Sunday I some team was out there it looked like the Titans uh just boy that that franchise is struggling big time right now uh don't really have an identity don't really know what they're doing well they got some good news out of Nashville they're gonna make an announcement about the new stadium today yeah whoopie, well whoopie. I bet that will make an astounding difference it'll it'll be better for the Taylor Swift concert it won't be in the rain that's right <laughs> exactly I mean I so, sat through Garth Brooks and it was a thunderstorm so I mean, um, was, he, was he singing when the thunder rose no <laughs> <laughs> no Chris you Young know. just got off the stage and Garth hadn't even graced the stage that was when he had those, that big stadium thing you know what's really funny is when we were getting the presentation the general assembly about the half a billion oh yeah i didn't support yeah but um <laughs> they were talking about you know how this is going to allow nashville to host more more concerts and more venues and more events and nobody say anything about football it's like we're spending all this money to build a football stadium for the titans so but the main concern is concerts. like so taylor swift can have an indoor concert and have eighty thousand people there you know but have you been to downtown nashville in the past few years when there is like something at the Bridgestone, something yeah. at the Ryman, something at the stadium. And yeah. you can't stir people with a stick. Here's what's crazy. In the, in the new design, they're not building a parking garage. Oh, well, isn't that forth Metro out? Nashville <laughs> thinks that people will use Ubers. Oh, baloney. And I'm like, what? There's not enough Ubers. I mean, you for that. Uh-uh. and so that's the <laughs> no. whole thing is <laughs> no. they've got it all developed with development yeah. on that side of the river to where there's really not adequate parking. And so we'll see how Our this usual short sightedness. Well, if Franklin was smart, they'd build a humongous one in Franklin. Yeah. 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 Well, now speaking of dollars, we need to make a few dollars and we're <laughs> yes, gonna we take do. a break with Inside Middle Tennessee. 
One of our goals at Caledonian is to impact our clients and friends in a positive manner. Whether it's a friendly voice, a smile, and a wave as you walk past our office or supporting our community, the Caledonian team is actively involved. Through our memberships in Kiwanis, Rotary, Murray Alliance, Circle of Excellence, volunteering in Boy Scouts and 4-H, serving on a variety of boards and more, we stay connected to Murray County. This is Perry Bowman with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block 
what you need in stock with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Surex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Inside Middle Tennessee on Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM. Ready? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope we are. We're ready, we yeah. Are ready. So that was the most popular song for, about Thanksgiving, Over the River and Through the Woods. And I never associated that with Thanksgiving, which no, just me showed either. me how idiot well, back I in the old days, we used to sing songs like that at school. Back when we weren't so worried about teaching 18, the War of eighteen twelve to the second grade, <laughs> we used to we used to have little things well, like that. It's been a long time since we've done a trivia thing, so we're going to do something really quick. That's fine. Rapid fire. Tur- How much does the average Thanksgiving turkey turkey weigh, y'all? Nine pounds. Fifteen. Ooh, that's a big turkey. I was going to say 15. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that down over 15. You did. When was the first Thanksgiving football game? Uh, it's Yale and what year? Princeton. What year? 1912. 1876. Is it Yale and Princeton? Yeah. Kickoff yeah. a little late. And then the first NFL game was in 1920. Do you know the most expensive Thanksgiving di- dinner on record? Do you know how much it was? 
at the New York City's Old Homestead Steakhouse. Hmm. What were they serving? I don't know. I I did not look up what (laughs) they were serving. It wasn't turkey. It wasn't? (laughs) (laughs) What year was that that in? It it does not say. say. Because it was back in the 40s and 30s. Imagine what it cost today. I know. You'd Mm. have to sell the hotel. This is funny. (laughs) Which president refused to celebrate Thanksgiving as a national holiday? Truman. Jefferson. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Which president tried to make uh, Thanksgiving the third Thursday in November to help boost the economy? Truman. For FDR. Oh, I was well, close. I would. Oh, I knew that. I which knew fr- that. which president was the first one that ordered a national holiday for Thanksgiving? Lincoln, Washington. Oh well, yeah. Lincoln gets credit because mm-hmm. it was the war was going on. What turkeys actually gobble? What now? What did you say? What turkeys actually gobble? Male or female? Male. The male turkey. Yeah, the male. Yeah. Yeah. The the hens cluck. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, how many people participate in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? Thousands. Two thousand. Eight thousand. That's a lot. What we talked about, that was when I was in the band at Central, we talked about Mr. Brown gave us the option of going to Hawaii or go to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and freeze our booty off and get up at 2 no o'clock burn. in the morning. No <laughs> Give me Hawaii. We went to Hawaii. He knew exactly I, what it was doing. Well, I got a question for Scott and, and Coach. Yes. Is it on Thanksgiving Day in an NFL place, isn't it always the same two teams or, or well, rotation? It, it's it's two the, the, the Cowboys and the Lions play. I thought Detroit not, played it every thir- every. They, they do, but oh. not necessarily each other. Okay. So sometimes um, now it's shifted. They used to it used to always be Detroit and the Cowboys, yeah. but it's changed now where they have a double header. So Cowboys normally play and Detroit normally plays. Work out pretty well for the NFL this year because Detroit's one of the best teams in the league. So mm-hmm. well, it, lightning does strike once in a while. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. If, if Detroit can cycle up to the point where they're the best team in the league from their past history, then it does give hope to the Titans. <laughs> Keep up alive. Because <laughs> Detroit's usually a perennial just ugh. Well, there's a little glimmer of hope at the end of the tunnel. Well, what about, and then Mom's, Mom is going to talk about the first Thanksgiving now. Alright. The, the first Thanksgiving, we, we have this notion in our minds about the first Thanksgiving and the Native Americans have taken issue with this. And let me clear up one thing. First, Sheila and I did not attend. <laughs> now, Bill Glidden did. Yes. I hope yes. he's listening. Hey, Bill Glidden. All right. We know that in 1620, the Mayflower set sail from, from uh, England for the New World. They had been in the Netherlands for a number of years. These are the people who broke with the Church of England because they thought it was too much like the Catholic Church. And they lived in the Netherlands for a while, but they didn't want their children growing up Dutch. So they got together with these people who were wanting to make money by coming to the New World, and they furnished the ship, the Mayflower, and there was a sister ship called the Speedwell, and it started leaking, and they had to go back. So they started sailing on September the 6th, 1620. It took them 66 days to cross the Atlantic. Think about these little leaky ships, and there were storms, and there were all kinds of disasters aboard, 
the crew members were, we had two groups of people. We had the people who were coming for religious freedom, the pilgrims, and then we had the crew members who were professional sailors. And they were, they were somewhat, um, I guess they were somewhat disrespectful of these religious people. The, the, there were 20 to 30 crew members, and they, for all their uh, derisive comments about these folks, these pilgrims, the ones who got the sickest were the crew members. <laughs> and the pilgrims had, the Puritans, the pilgrims had to stay below deck, no windows, no heat. And it's a wonder that they hadn't all died just from being in that terrible condition. And the first person to die, I've taught this a hundred times, the first person to die on board was a profane young seaman because he made fun of everybody else who got sick, and he was the first one to go. So you know what the pilgrims said, it's the hand of God. They had a terrible storm and a great massive beam that held the place, held the ship together was damaged. And it just so happened that one of the passengers had this great big iron screw, which was just exactly what they needed to put this back together again. And again, it was the hand of God. He was watching over them and taking care of their needs. Now, this next one is is a, a kind of personal. There was a young man named John Howland who was swept overboard. He must have not been paying attention. He would be like my <laughs> students. He'd been over to tie his shoe. He grabbed a rope as he was flying through the air, and they pulled him to safety. And they saved him. And he went on to become a valuable member of the colony. Once again, it was the hand of God. Supposedly, according to Eddie's sister, who is the... The uh, family genealogist. We are a descendant of John Howland, along with 30,000 other people. (laughs) There was one child born, and they named her Oceanus in favor of the Atlantic Ocean. And she survived, think about the infant mortality rate. She survived the first winter at Plymouth, but died in 1627. Her father was the only one who had been to the New World. He had worked with the company that had sent him to Jamestown, and he'd even been to Bermuda. When you think about these people getting in these leaky little ships and going, they really got around a little bit. <laughs> uh, uh, the very idea that uh, that he had been shipwrecked and he wound up in Bermuda, and then he got to Jamestown, and then he went back to England. And some people think that Shakespeare's Tempest is based on that. The the uh, the food at the first Thanksgiving is subject to interpretation. Some sources say they didn't have a turkey. Some people say they had uh, they only had the seafood that was readily available. And the story is that the that the uh, Indians heard the the. Mayflower folks were celebrating the first harvest and the first Thanksgiving, and so they shot their guns in the air. And the Indians thought that they were about to be attacked, so they came forth. What are you doing, Sarah Elizabeth? So they came (laughs) forth 
and and uh, were able to uh, have a, a dinner with them. The pilgrims had the good fortune to meet Squanto, and Squanto spoke English because he had been kidnapped and taken to England. There, There's just a whole other layer of this that we don't ever get to. In October 1621, they celebrated the first harvest with a three-day feast. Fifty-three people were survivors of the Mayflower. Over half those folks didn't make it. They just, they just didn't survive in the New World. Fifty-three people had survived, and the 90 Native Americans from the Wampanoag tribe joined them. The, this, I love this sentence. The meal was prepared by the few women who had survived. High mortality rate. Early in the week, the governor had sent four men to gather the wildfowl. And now this account says they had turkeys and ducks and geese, and they had corn for bread or porridge. They had deer, compliments of the Indians. And, of course, they had all that wonderful seafood. They could just reach out and get it. There was probably not enough beer to go around they probably used it up on the voyage because the water was not fit to drink. But they did have fresh water here. Since three days required so much food, the meats were probably made into stews. The pilgrims' gardens had turnips, carrots, onions, garlic, and they were able not to have any dessert because, <laughs> guess why they didn't have No sugar. No, no butter. No sugar, no flour. So the the dessert would have been berries or nuts or what whatever was available. And we know we've inherited this. And I and I mentioned the people who are descendants of the Mayflower. And according to this source, there are thirty five million people in our country who can claim ancestry to the Mayflower. That's a tenth of the population. Well, yes, it is. And it, if when you think about that, I, I saw, I'm, and I may do that sometime. There's some like there's a there's a table that says there's you have so many great 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 grandparents to equal to where you are, mm-hmm. and it's hard to fathom it took you, you, your genes are from that many people to you. Oh yeah. Miss yeah, so. Hickman, when did the journey take place? When did they leave? And when did they get here? They they left in <clears throat> September. Late. They left. They said September sixth. Yeah, 16, they left. 20. And they finally got here after sixty six days. Wow. Did, yeah. they have, did they have to have a passport? No, <laughs> no, no passport. Not, no, uh, no, no metal detector. Nothing. No, no. no water policy. But the thing that was interesting was they left in September sixty six days. September, October, November got here in the, the upper northeast. Yeah. yeah. Not a good plan. No. <laughs> well, there are all kinds of, of course, we know that they were underwritten by by uh, people with money. And there's a great theory that this country was not settled so much for religious freedom as for financial gain. E- economic. And, yeah. you said, and you said in your uh, presentation that, that we had the Thanksgiving dinner with their harvest so they didn't get off the boat to October. How'd they grow that stuff so fast? Well, it was the next year. Oh, next year. I thought it was, it was the next year. year. Okay. It was the next year. They, yeah, brought, they survived they had, a year. They had to make it Yeah, with, the, with, their, with their provisions and what they could, the deer and stuff like that yeah. they could find 
That's why it got scary. There, there's a, a book by James A. Michener called Chesapeake that's really good about this particular period. And then there is this wonderful movie with Spencer Tracy portraying the captain of the Mayflower. And that is so good. You don't know the name of it? I guess it's just the Mayflower. Okay. Well, but I was Google, Google. Here we I go. would I would show that to my students because it it is reasonably factual. Uh, William Bradford, who was one of the early settlers on that ship, when they got to the the when they were about to land, when they were about when they reached land, William Bradford's wife either jumped or was pushed overboard and drowned before she could get to land. <laughs> Poor old William Bradford. That's a whole nother story. Plymouth, There's Plymouth. questions you could ask. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because uh, if if someone come up to us today in the room and say, hey, we're going to journey to a new world, y'all in? No, I'm not going to the moon. Thank you. The, 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 the movie title was Plymouth Adventure 1952. Thank you. <laughs> Plymouth. Y'all know I, I, I pulled out the top of my head. Thank right. you. I got one question. We're going to have to take a break, but I got one question. You know what uh, What fruit or vegetable was thought to be poisonous until this period, and they discovered because the Indians were eating, eating them that they weren't? Tomatoes. Tomatoes. They were called love apples. Yeah. Can y'all believe what, what your life would be? Without a tomato, I love tomatoes. Well, I just think about ketchup and, yeah. and tomatoes yeah. and stuff like that. Barbecue yeah. sauce. So anyway, Terry says we got to pay for a few messages. <laughs> so I guess we're going to be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee. I don't know about you, but I just love doing business with small businesses. You feel appreciated when you walk in and they know your name. At Caledonian Financial, we try very hard to appreciate our clients. We value everyone and we reject the idea that you're not worthy of advice if you don't have a certain amount of money. We love our neighbors, all of them. This is Monty Sneed with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. There are so many problems in the world right now that we can't do anything about. But the hunger crisis in southern Middle Tennessee is not one of them. You can join the Well Outreach Food Pantry in responding to help feed our neighbors in need. Kids, moms, and dads, and grandparents with nothing to eat. For just $30, you can provide a week of groceries to feed a local family in need. Give hope to the hungry right now. Thewelloutreach.org thewelloutreach.org This is Jim Ross and you are listening to Front Porch Radio WKOM 101.7 located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. 
For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. But they don't pay taxes. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back with <laughs> Middle Tennessee. <laughs> 
And we pay taxes, though. Yes, we do. Well, I'll tell you what, it's interesting. Again, during the break, we had a whole other history segment that kind of went on. So. Yeah, I mean, that's what I love about the show. If we just were on without any break, everybody would. But there's some conversations that we don't need to have on well, that's, public airways. <laughs> so. That's true, but we also don't ever know which way it's headed either. No, no. We can get off on a tangent with the best of them. Another Stop. question, another question. Yeah. How many total people on them three ships unloaded and started America? On the... Uh, wasn't, it, wasn't there three ships? No, no, no. no. The no main you got, that's, that's, yeah, you're talking about Columbus. Columbus. Yeah. Well, Jamestown had three ships. Yeah. There was a statistic I found that there were only, at the first Thanksgiving, there were only five women left. Who had to do the cooking. That did the cooking. Bless Out of fifty-three, right? Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, yeah, and pretty and, brutal. And back, yeah. and and we medicine has far advanced and all that kind of stuff. But women would die in childbirth or a lot, well, a and lot, the, and the children didn't and the survive children, either. Yeah, the, so the mortality rate was huge. Yeah, I think I told y'all about going to Savannah and going through the Saint Bonaventure Cemetery. They yeah. have tours on that it is worth going to but it was amazing the a number of small tombstones yeah. in there without any names yeah it could have been baby hickman or whatever yeah. And, yeah and you know the reason they did that is because they didn't want to quote waste oh, they didn't a family a name. name yeah so yeah. they didn't want to name somebody eddie hickman jr yeah. and he doesn't survive his first or second year and he yeah. died yeah and then they can't give eddie hickman jr to anybody because he's in the ground yeah so it's well, amazing the, the uh I, I will say something about the indians here that the indians <laughs> the indian children have a hard time according to this account is sitting in in the classroom and having the Thanksgiving brought before them, knowing that that particular group of people was the beginning of the end for them. That they uh, the the myth of the friendly Indians and welcoming the pilgrims to America and teaching them how to grow corn and all that stuff. That's a lovely story, but if you look underneath that. Uh, the, these folks just took away. We just took away whatever they had. Yeah. We just took away their land and scooted them over, so that that if you're an Indian, the idea of Thanksgiving is burdensome. This person says is burdensome because they have realized now, and and part of their culture was lost, and those people had. Real civilizations. We have this crazy notion that they were uh, savages or that they were not refined. No, or they, they and were. all that's wrong. All that's wrong. They had their own culture, their own way of government, their own way of taking care of each other. If if you go up to North Carolina and go over to the Cherokee, mm-hmm. you'll get a, a sample of... of uh, what what the, how those people feel and when I took that storytelling course and and we went all over that part of of uh, East Tennessee, the idea of those people telling their story in their surroundings was very moving for them to mm-hmm. tell about the Trail of Tears and to tell about being dispossessed. And of course, we know that this little segment of those folks 
did not leave. Thank you, Andrew. They were holdouts. They did. They were managed to stay there, and the, and the ones who are there now are descendants of those people. But uh, as I said, the that course I took from the University of Colorado, and that the Indian who taught it would just he could just make your heart hurt when he began to tell about the Trail of Tears and about the people, how how they were mistreated and, and so on. And you can find one of them that liked Andrew Jackson. Well, <laughs> no. how many years later, after all that wonderful stuff right there happened, did we hear the British are coming? Well, remember, this. these are the 1600s. Right. So it's going to be the 1700s. Wait, you know, so we, we about had, 100 years or so. Yeah, more. we had a kind of a peaceful existence here as a, a citizens of the British Empire. And, and if Britain had been uh, smart, they would have cultivated that instead of, you know, they didn't have to put tax on the tea and tax on the, the stamp back. They didn't have to do all that. If, if And Benjamin Franklin and those people who worked so hard not to break away from Great Britain said it would be better, I think it's Franklin, he said it would be better for both sides if we had reached an agreement to begin with. And it could have happened if the King of England, if old George... Was smart. If was smart he was smart. And not, and not stubborn. His, yeah. yeah. Greed. Greed. Well, yeah. you know, what, yeah. what's what's ama- the original 13 colonies, right? Yeah. Yes. They hadn't even gained access to the Corn Belt yeah. of all that rich, fertile ground oh, no. in the Ohio Valley yet. Yeah. No. Which well, would have made their lives a lot easier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? And they, I mean, it was just on the coast. Yeah. And they had just started coming over the Appalachians. Right. Yeah. So, you know, and so... And they found coal. The, the, the yeah. ability for them to be self-sustaining increased exponentially when they gained access in the Ohio Valley. Yeah. And all well, of that and rich they, ground. And the, and the farther they got it, uh, in time, the more independent they came because they had, from the Mayflower Compact on, they they had their own self-governing notions. And, and uh, uh, there's one, one thing that I used to teach says that the the seeds of the... Uh, the seeds of the Civil War were planted long before the Revolution because True. there was such a difference between the North and the South and what their expectations mm-hmm. were. Well, of course, Georgia was a penal colony. Yes, 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 it was. And all, but I'm also thinking about on the on the bourbon side of things. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Is that, well, uh, well, and, and to Scott's comment. Bourbon did not occur until they moved west into the Ohio Valley and they got into the rich land of corn. Of, corn. Uh, yeah, of, um, of of Kentucky and Ohio and, and all that oh, area. And then it got rich. But before, you know what it was made out of? Fruits. Rye. 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 Oh, yeah. Because oh, rye, rye yeah. And, and Maryland rye and Pennsylvania rye are, are pretty uh, famous as far as being the predecessor to the, uh, the bourbon thing. On another note, Scott, anything going on in the state you wanted to report? Or? Uh, no, uh, just just please be careful out of Bear Creek Pike, uh, the interchange. <laughs> uh, we are meeting uh, in two weeks with TDOT about uh, uh, Columbia, Columbia, not Columbia Academy, Columbia City. <laughs> uh, City of Columbia has come up uh, with a plan. I believe it's going to be a million dollars for 10 years in a row to uh, try to sweeten the pot with TDOT to make uh, Bear Creek four-lane to the interstate. So we'll be having a meeting with TDOT in about two weeks to see if we can start to get that moving forward. 
while everything's here, right? I mean, and the money is there. Hopefully, we can convince TDOT to do this project, which would really help out the uh, corridor. If you look at 96 going into Murfreesboro. Oh, yeah. What that expansion on Highway 96 did for that corridor going into Murfreesboro, what it could do for Murray County. I'm thinking about what 840 did for them. True, absolutely. Um, Other than that, uh, we are about 55 days away from session. Well, I'm going, days to, away. Um, I'm going to pray about this, that they will, that wisdom will prevail and that we will do things to make education better. Do, do, this is what we need. I'll tell you what we really need. We need people to pray that it will be about the people of Tennessee instead of about individual gain. Amen. That's the key. Somebody's always trying to feather their own nest. And, oh, and yes. We've, we've got a problem up there with that right now with some with some members. Let's go up there and remember that not only do I represent District 64, I represent 7 million Tennesseans. That's right. And let's, and the reason why people are moving here is because we're on the right path. And like, like Sheila said about education, I think we're headed on the right path in education. Well, I hope so. We're going to continue to, we're going to, continue to work hard and just, and just do what's right for Tennessee. Most important thing, 7 o'clock tonight. Columbia Academy hosting Middle Tennessee Christian. First things first. First things first. Uh, they'll go on the air probably about six forty-five. Six forty-five. Uh, and then uh, you know, just just say a prayer for the boys that they get, nobody gets hurt, and we are blessed to come out victorious and hopefully bring another state championship to Murray County. T. Willie, who's doing the call? Uh, it'll be Clayton Harris and Taft Harris will be on the call. I'm they did to, very well last. They week. did last week's game as well. Big Al Harris and Gator Harris. <laughs> oh, I want I want to thank everybody who has talked to me this week and said how much they love to hear this wonderful program. And one of my classmates told me that uh, he liked it so much that he listened to it twice. Oh, yeah, on the podcast. <laughs> on the podcast. Well, you know, you need to do that because you learn something the second time. Well, around. it's it's a but it is it, it, here in the last few weeks. It, uh, and I'm sure y'all do too. People are like, "Oh, I heard y'all on Friday. Y'all sound like y'all have a big time." You know, it's it's always well, from fun. the from from the same time slot to previous four days. <laughs> it, it's, this is a relief. It's a relief. <laughs> <laughs> It's a relief. I mean, you don't like, you don't like the combat radio that goes oh, on? Uh, I, I think they would hit somebody. <laughs> well, we got a minute. I'm going to give a shout-out to Wilbur Neighbors. He listens to it every oh, Friday. Yeah, oh, and he appreciate this. Go Big Orange. Look who that came out of. You better finish it off with, the, with your correct one there, Coach. Well, you know, I'm going to leave it there because we play Chattanooga tomorrow. So. <laughs> I love to see Tennessee knock off Georgia. That helps Alabama chances getting in the playoffs. Yeah. Roll Tide. <laughs> oh, no. All, all it'll do is make them mad when they get to the SEC championship game. That's fine. We're mad already. Because, because both of them are going to go. Yeah. So, anyway. You got any programming notes, T. Willie? Uh, beside the big game tonight at uh, 645 on 101.7, Columbia Academy hosting Middle Tennessee Christian. Uh, tomorrow, Alabama comes on real early with the broadcast. 8 a.m. on 101.7. They got a scrimmage against Chattanooga. (laughs) And and Tennessee will start their game with Georgia at uh, 12.30 will be the broadcast. And then the Titans, uh, if you want to watch them, they'll be on Sunday on 101.7 starting at 11 o'clock at Jacksonville. Don't forget, T. Willie's not on call. Barry Duke will be broadcasting the Columbia Central game. It's called the Carver-Smith game against Watts Creek tonight out at Columbia Central. Yeah, the Columbia Central will be wearing Carver Smith uniforms. Right. So 
That'd be that, that'll be great. Be a big crowd there. It'd be a big a lot a lot of people in Columbia tonight watching Columbia Academy and Central Basketball. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, the music is going. And hey, by the way, too, we will not be here next week, next Friday, the Friday after Thanksgiving. We'll be enjoying the holidays we'll with get our a, family. A paid day off. Yeah. <laughs> Time and a half. Time and a half. That's yes, right. We'll be eating leftover turkey Friday. Yeah. That's right. But we'll follow up right after that. And that will be December what? Like December 2nd or 3rd yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But we'll be back uh, two weeks from now with Inside Middle Tennessee.